What's going on, everybody? I just noticed that you have plaid pants on, by the way, and I find them to be magically wonderful. These are uh, pants from a suit that I wore while filming The Bachelor. Really? And I've started to just put random clothes on. I find these pants to be delightful. I didn't realize uh, they were plaid. I'm a stylish guy. (laughs) T-shirt, suit pants, sneakers. I mean, I've seen your closet. And it looks hot. Welcome to The Vile Files. I am your host. (laughs) Uh, Joined by my producer, Chrissy. Uh, And thank you for tuning in. Um, We have a fun episode. Yeah. Teddy Mellencamp is our guest today. And what a delightful lady. She is so delightful. Uh, she talks with us about all things in her life, uh, her time on The Real Housewives, her accountability coaching, who uh, on The Real Housewives she does and does not think holds themselves accountable, and then her the greatest maybe love story of all time. <laughs> the greatest. How, uh, she turned a one-night stand into a true Successful romance. marriage. Well, I don't know if it was a one-night, a uh, first night, you know, well, you know what, listen. Yeah. First impressions. Say no more. Um, we'll just get right to it because it's so good. So uh, other than that, uh, thank you as always for tuning in. Don't forget to go back and, and check out our Ask Nick episodes. If you're tuning in to listen to Teddy, we uh, do some great things on Monday. Uh, get callers calling in, give uh, ask their questions about relationships, love, life. I tell them what's up. Everyone loves it. Make sure to check it out. Don't forget to send in your reviews. Uh, we... Uh, I'll be honest, you guys have been so busy voting. Thank you. You've been a little slacking on the reviews. <laughs> also, subscribe. I feel bossy. Also, super thank you. Also, thank you. You're the best. So let's just get to Teddy. Well, thanks for coming. Of course. Thanks gonna, for having me. Yeah. Um, you've uh, you've uh, done some great things. We're here to just shoot the shit, have yeah. some fun. You aren't on The Real Housewives anymore, as you just mentioned, yeah. and your son took it poorly. My son my son took it the worst. My daughter was thrilled because she's like, that took up so much time, Mom, and it made you really stressed. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was there, do your, how old were your kids when you went on the show? So I did it for three years. So, you know, three and five. And, you know, I wasn't pregnant when I first started. So now I I had, you know, last season I was pregnant the entire time. So it's totally different when you can drink on a reality show and when you can't drink on a reality show, in my opinion. Which is better. Well, I was. For, more, well, yeah. I mean, I guess the, the, all that matters is this perspective. Right. Well, for the audience, I they liked me better when I was yeah, drinking. Okay. <laughs> for um, myself, I felt better not drinking, you know, because I didn't have those mornings where you woke up and you're like, oh my God, what did I just say on national television? Yeah. What did I just do? You know, you'd get into it, girl. I, I, I mean, there was one night where Kyle was like ripping me away from chips. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. I was like, oh God. So it was good. It was a blessing. And I came out unscathed. That's good. Why? So when you guys, I'm always been curious and I've watched a little bit of housewives, not as much as I, you know, the general audience, but <laughs> do you go in with a bone to pick or do these, these disagreements happen naturally. The way I kind of say, have always kind of said it is like, 
when you're on a show like Housewives, you anything that you're thinking, you have to actually say out loud. Yeah, because the ca- yeah, the camera's gonna catch whatever you're doing. Yeah. Like if you make a face at somebody, then you kind of have the option: am I gonna say it behind somebody's back, or am I gonna say it to their face? And I always chose to their face, which maybe wasn't always the best approach, but it's like the only way I could live with myself. But that's why you're cool. Thank you. But I mean, that's so why other I, other housewives don't do that as much so something becomes more of a story if they talk about it to somebody else and then somebody else and then somebody else and then it all comes full circle to the main person so i always chose i'm going to talk to the person first and then it hopefully would cut the story but it it didn't actually do that or people talk crap in their confessionals oh yeah that's the bachelor when like all the people are talking crap about each other and they're like no, no, Private yeah, I get interviews. that, but then you guys find out about it. But and Later. then you're yeah. still doing confessionals. That's where it's hard. We're, like we're still watching back confessionals when, the, like, the show's airing, and we're still doing our confessionals. So then all of a sudden you're mad again, and you're like, I thought we were over that, but then she's talking about me behind my back. Okay, now I'm pissed again. Yeah. So like it's real life. Yeah, it's real life. It's you know fun. But also entertaining. <laughs> I sh- I know so much shit the girls from Bachelor Nation say to each other to me behind each other's backs. It's so great. I wish I could. <laughs> can you tell? Okay, can no. you tell me who your favorite person from Bachelor Nation is? Well, I mean, I guess some of my closest friends. Right? Yeah. I mean, are you talking about like as a fan, as a viewer? As a viewer. Well, I mean, I appreciate the drama, and I've been on the show enough that and I've gotten to know the producers enough and I re- I appreciate what they do and I understand it and I I think I was in it long enough to appreciate the long game right, right. so often especially early on uh, early in a season you know you go on and then you know you're always very sensitive about you're you're also afraid and then you go on and like I say episode two there's a moment where Twitter teases you and you don't think you look like your best self and then you watch and you go well that's not how it really happened etc cetera, etc cetera. and then the average contestant calls up a producer they're the closest with and yells <laughs> at them and bitches about them and they're just like listen it's gonna be fine a like you know fu- you know after this commercial break there's something else people will focus on etc also, there's the, the long game of like the, the story arc and understanding that and things like that. And sometimes this happens so like people can appreciate that later. And I've just come to learn to appreciate that more. So I'll, now when I watch it, I, I look at it differently. But I mean, listen, I, I that think. That being said, is there a person that you That love? being said, you're being a little dodgy about the question. Well. <laughs> are, you fa- are you more of a fan of somebody who gets a villain at it or a, a good guy or good girl at it? Well, villain's different now. I guess the villain in a sense. Uh, one, I've appreci- I've been on that short end of the stick, right? And in Batch the World, I don't know how it is in Real Housewives. I've been one too. <laughs> all, all, all it really is in Batch the World is not always. Sometimes the villains are just kind of shitty people. That happens. Like, um, I've never met Luke Parker in person, but I know enough of people who have, whose opinions I trust. And they're just like, not a great guy. Right. I don't, you know, maybe he's not like a criminal, but like he's not necessarily. A great. Sometimes people are vilified and they're like, and, and the producers are like, I fucking love them. But again, keep in mind, vilified, as we all know, like it's it's a bad term because it's it's not like villain, like actual bad person. It's just like someone who like doesn't want to wait their turn to talk to someone they want to pursue romantically. <laughs> you know, like, 
which in the grand scheme of things is kind of a normal thing. So sometimes the people who are vilified are just people who, and I hate to use this cliche as the most real or honest or like the less least worried about like how they're going to perceive that they they're most in the moment in that world. But the show has evolved where people like Corinne from my season, or I guess you could even argue me or Demi from Colton season that like people at first early on would be like villain. Oh, I don't like her, him. They're like abrasive. And then the way, I don't know if it's because you know, the people are watching it differently or, or it's being aired differently. People are learning to be like, you know what? I love that person. Right. Like good for them. And you know, cause it's just, it, it gets a little stale. The, Oh, I'm just, and people always like the vanilla, grateful, just quiet and generally good looking people. <laughs> right. But <laughs> people know. say they like one thing and then they they can easily turn. But I think that that's the best part about reality TV is you're going to change your opinion either from week to week or season to season. And like that, that's just part of being on reality television. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all going to make mistakes. It's impossible to think. Wow. So you were a villain. Well, I it was. It depends on the season. It depended on. The, my, that's how, how yeah. Housewives is, as you say, I, yeah. very yeah. fluid. Very yeah. fluid. There are so, no real villains and heroes. It's just what, no. what episode it, it is. And it's also what's like my first season. They showed a lot of my personal life. Like a lot of my kids, a lot of me with my husband, me riding horses. Like they showed like a very well-rounded person. And so people loved me my first season. People were like, yes, she's our, you know, our kind of girl. She's laid back. She's chill, whatever. And then it started shifting a little bit and you started only kind of seeing me in drama situations. So it's not that I changed. It's just you're seeing a different sure. portion. And then all of a sudden people are like, we don't like her anymore. She is, you know, but then you still have the same people like that are saying, thank you for being honest. Thank you for always being transparent. We appreciate that in you because that's who I am. But, you know. People project their own insecurities when they watch the show. You and, know, as a person, like, you know, you yeah. said, like, that, it is the same, you know. Uh, they oversimplify uh, so people can digest it and watch it. It's, like, easier to watch if it's just simple because right. we like to check out. And then we like to criticize and judge, forgetting that, like, Five minutes ago, we were talking shit about someone <laughs> or doing something or lied or, or, and it's just like, wow, you know, for all the good, loving Christians who watch reality TV and The Bachelor and, and they've heard the saying, you know, who, who have cast, you know, sin yeah. cast the first time. We so often forget about that when we, when Wait, we that's Twitter the, fingers? Yeah. Twitter we, fingers. You know, what's a Twitter finger? Just a, it's yeah. just when they're just wild, they're just um. going at it. Uh, keyboard warrior yeah. things keyboard like that warrior. Yeah. um and so so now you're off the show what like from your point of view what's the reason why you're you are not on the show i think you know this last season because it was so heavy in one direction mm -hmm. like we were having the same issue and it was really hard for us to work through it even in the reunion and i think because we didn't see any other portions of my life it was very hard to relate to the situation you know relate yeah. to who i was and i think that that's what ended up happening and you know what i there was a part where of course it feels like a rejection at first when they say like okay we're not renewing your contract you're like oh, wow like that stung i you know three weeks ago i thought all was cool you know whatever but then i you know my husband and i had a conversation we're like in the big scheme of things 
I came out unscathed. We're st- we're still married. We're happy. We have kids. We sounds just like a win in that world. Yeah, you know, it does. You know, most like, of the housewives don't even ha- aren't even married. Yeah, before. and like we just moved into a brand new house that we love. Like we had a really hard 2020, and like my daughter, my baby daughter, had to have neurosurgery. My other daughter amputated a portion of her finger. I mean, it was. What? It has been an insane year. When I was in the hospital with my daughter getting neurosurgery, my son fell off his bike and broke his thumb. Like, it was unbelievably hard. So I think that, like, maybe it was, like, me being watched out for. Like, maybe you're not really in a position to go fight with women this year. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's been a lot. Yeah. I bet you guys are stressed the fuck out right now. Yeah. That's a safe bet. Use your Theragun. I've been using mine, and I I I haven't had to ask anyone to rub me. Nope. No, really? I what, haven't what had. If you wanted somebody to rub you, don't need it. Need my th- I got my Theragun. It's okay. all I ever needed in my life. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, I haven't missed uh, Diane since. Uh, I mean, got my poor Diane. Well, she's probably suffering. Tell you what, I didn't spend two thousand dollars on massages this year. No, because nope, you had because I had my Theragun. That's right. It, it's uh, it's so great. I I, God, I I wish I had a Theragun my whole life i don't know where i would be right now i'd probably be happier i'd probably be more calm and content i'd feel better yeah all because of a theragun it's the only gun that i want in my life <laughs> well that's good to know it's good to know try theragun risk three for 30 days there is no substitute for a theragun gen 4 with an oled screen personalized theragun app and the quiet and power you need oh powerful uh starting at only 199 dollars that is a steal go to theragun.com slash v-i-a-l-l right now and get your gen 4 theragun today that's theragun.com slash v-i-a-l-l theragun.com slash v-i-a-l-l the stress of daily life is weighing on us all whether you're an elite athlete or just a regular person trying to get through the day muscle pain and muscle tension is a real thing and I have been using my Theragun nonstop this week. Just watching the news. Just, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. If you're feeling stressed out right now, if the world's getting you done, get that Theragun and feel better. You know what I'm grateful for? That a company like ButcherBox will give me the meat I want and the quality I deserve. So much we talk about what people deserve. They deserve quality in their lives. And if yeah. we can't have a quality relationship, well, at least we can get quality meat. Especially for the butcher holidays. box is there for us. Yes. Husband wants to go to the bar and drink his sorrows away and leave you home alone with the kids. Well, butcher box wouldn't do that to you. No, it wouldn't. No. Butcher box just shows up. It at your shows house, up at your door. It's reliable. There, it's high quality. You. It's, it's the Feeds quality. You, nourishes you. You might not have a great husband. You will have great meat. Yeah. <laughs> Each box has nine to 11 pounds of meat enough for 24 individuals. I mean, it's like a party in your own house there. Mm-mm-mm. It's the best meat shipped right to your door, which means one less trip to the grocery store. Options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage pork, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and sugar and nitrate-free bacon. It is amazing quality. I, I'm very particular about the meat uh, I eat. And uh, you should Me be too. too. So uh, <laughs> they're there for your Thanksgiving, all your Thanksgiving needs. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members a turkey for free in their first box. No, now that's like, never that's been a like better legit, time. Legit, man. I mean, the turkeys are hard to find these days. 
for Thanksgiving. So get in that bur- but- butcher box tray and get that free turkey and get some meat while you're at it. It's an entire turkey for That's free. an entire turkey for free in your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's butcherbox.com slash V-I-A-L-L. You will never get better meat than ButcherBox. I got to sign my mom up for this like right now. Packed fresh, shipped frozen, and vacuum sealed so it stays that way. So you're you're an accountability coach, and I want to get into that a little bit more. But before we, we do, uh, the, I know it says here that Andy... Andy, Andy Cohen, the producer, he, it was like, this is almost like, is it's like a compliment and a criticism at the same time <laughs> where he was like, he said that you kept yourself accountable in your most no BS leaving announcement on record, which is like, Hey, great job for holding yourself accountable, but also like is saying that, yeah, right. She was wrong or something i don't know oh, no. so, what, that right? no, what so you, what he's saying so every housewife prior to me yeah. when they've no longer on the housewife i would say 95 percent of the housewives it's because their contract's not renewed but yeah. every single housewife says it was a mutual decision we sure. both decided that it was time for us to focus on family oh, yeah. you know so but i it's the classic bachelor it's just like when they didn't yeah. get casted on paradise it's like i decided not to yeah, I, yeah i didn't want to do it i was too okay. busy with work whatever <laughs> yeah. it may be but i didn't do that i and normally you wait three months and then they announce that you're not coming back and then you do sure. the press statement of like i uh, gotcha but i didn't and do he that applaud you for being like <laughs> i was like oh <laughs> i was like hey <laughs> they didn't renew my contract <laughs> probably because i was you know? boring thanks <laughs> no you know like sorry to bore but that's what happened you know good for you because i didn't want to you know what the one thing that like i want to stand by is like i'm authentic to who i am i may be obnoxious i may be all these things that you can see in moment to moment but i'm not going to all of a sudden pretend that something is that it it wasn't you know yeah who on the real housewives franchise being an accountability coach yourself do you feel holds themselves the least accountable I, you know, I think it, I, I'm an accountability coach when it comes to health and fitness, but I think <laughs> this is fun. I know, like but you, you were dodgy with your question too about the bachelor there, Nick. I still, didn't well, my, I, I, I still think <laughs> Hannah Brown was an excellent bachelorette. Uh, I think Claire has been wildly fun to watch. Uh, um, Least accountable. <sighs> In the I'm, whole franchise. The though. whole franchise? You're going to have to help me with this because I know you're a housewife fan. This is a question for Teddy. Fine. Can you <laughs> narrow it down to what city at least? The the show you were on. The people you <laughs> Oh my gosh, the people. I, well, okay, fine. You're just backing me into a corner. Denise Richards. On, Denise Richards. Yeah. Fine, fine. She holds herself the least accountable. Yep. Okay. Why? Um, she's excellent at uh, switching the narrative and becoming the instead of playing the victim you said it not me <laughs> well when, like Denise you, can Richards, you just I say that, that no. <laughs> no I can't like that's her whole life though right is like you're married to Charlie Sheen like you you know how to like spin a narrative I, what does Charlie I have to like, do with I feel like Denise that's blaming her problems on everyone else because I, it's because she had to like deal with like all this drama all the time so she always had to like spin it to make it be like it's okay. So you're agreeing with Denise. You're no, saying it's I'm justified. saying I'm not saying it's justified. I'm saying it's, she's just probably so used to it. She doesn't know any better than to not spin a narrative. I don't know if Denise is listening to that. She's probably like, you're right. I had no <laughs> option. Had you no know option. what? This is what I had to do. And you know, the truth is like, I haven't spoken to Denise, but I, 
I have if I saw her on the street, I have yeah. no hard feelings towards her, anything like that. Yeah, it's just, like it's just that doesn't mean yeah, of course. It, it is what it is. She could do a better job of owning her, her own owning shit. her shit or then saying, you know what, it's none of your business. Yeah. Who besides yourself is holds himself the most accountable in, in the show that you were on? I mean, I think Lisa Renna holds herself very accountable. Like I, I would as someone 100%. who doesn't know it the show that well. I would agree. She yeah. owns it. She owns it, the, honey. She is the reason I like women. Really? Lisa when Rinna? She, well, I, I, I joke about that. But like, yeah, uh, she was Bo on Days of Our Lives. And I was young enough. Like, I just, that was my first memory of being like, I'm attracted to this person. Like, this is a hot human being. And that was, it's <laughs> And her. she is she super is the, hot. first memory of like, like it probably before I could even get a, an erection. Like, <laughs> being like, oh I God. think if I could this get an erection, this is gonna be my text message I would, to I Lisa would, when I leave I'm, here. I'm pretty sure she knows. You gave Nick Vial his first erection. Uh, this is how rumors are started. I, I told someone who's close to her. Um, so she does. Yeah, she does. I mean, I think that also. I mean, it's very. The show holds you accountable in itself because anything that you say is gonna yeah. come back to haunt you anyhow. Yeah, but as you say, like some of those people then make excuses for the yeah. things that are aired or excuses or why it's not their fault. And some people are just like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I always say, like people are like, well, was it the edit? I'm like, it's not the edit because you said or you did it. So, yes, they can choose to air whatever they want. But if it came out of your mouth, it happened. Who's the best at apologizing? Best at apologizing. <laughs> I'm really good at apologizing. Uh, the best at apologizing, I think... I think Erica is really good at apologizing. Okay. Yeah. Dancing with the Stars, my. Yeah. Oh, were you guys on Dancing with Stars yeah. at the same time? Yeah. I really liked her. I love her so much. I, have I mean, I like her. I haven't really best. seen her since. I don't mean um, in, in the past tense like I know I her anymore. I love her so much. And, and by apologizing, I mean, she's, when Erica and I said, we had some issues my first season, and when we said after that that we were going to move on, we did. You know, like it wasn't like, okay, I still feel like she's holding a grudge or I'm holding a grudge. Like there was actually a moment of like, okay. I, 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 like, I liked her because like myself, I felt like she's quiet. She can be intimidating. And I, I'm guessing a lot of people will then make assumptions about her demeanor. And she's actually just like really nice and really yeah. cool when you get to know her. She's just quiet and guarded. From the and beginning, then she puts yeah. on this image of, you know, obviously like opulence and like, you know, wealth. And, you know, she's just pretty chill. Yeah. Yeah. She's so, and, the, and she's really smart. She's yeah. like, she's yeah, very she's smart. So smart. And like, I, I always say like, if push were to come to shove and like I were to get arrested tomorrow, I know that I could call Erica and she she's would take it to the die. Well, she is like, you know that she's got your back. She's yeah. loyal. Yeah. yeah. She's loyal. She's professional. And when she lets that wall down. And let you to get to know her a little bit. She's just, I don't yeah. know, I'm obsessed. I love her so much. How did you get into being an accountability coach? And for the people listening, what is that? So I, after I had kids, I was in a place where I was really struggling on trying to figure out who I was. Like I grew up riding horses and then I became a professional equestrian and everything that I had built in my life, like I kind of based on like if I was winning or losing, like if I got first place at the horse show, I was doing great. If I didn't, I was, you know, beating myself up. And I kind of had the same relationship with food, exercise, friendships, no matter what it was. Like I just had no 
stability. And after I had kids, I was used to working all of the time and, you know, everything kind of stopped. And I remember I was in a place where I had gained a bunch of weight, about 80 pounds. I never lost it. I was actually gaining more weight after I had my son. And I was kind of complaining to my husband all of the time. I was seeing our marriage start to struggle because he was like, what not because of weight or anything like that but because of my personality had completely changed because i didn't know who i was anymore mm -hmm. and i was like i went about eight months like this where i was just unhappy and you know he started looking he's like why are you searching postpartum on the internet are you depressed what's going on and one day i just finally was like i'm gonna change my life today and i'm gonna use instagram to hold me accountable to doing it so i started an instagram on my so own interesting yeah yeah and because i was like my friends are sick of hearing about it my husband is sick of hearing about it i no longer believe in myself i've got to build this so every day i would post what i was eating i was posting my workouts and i was asking instagram so when you say the inst instagram you're like you put your goals out there out there and, and i just said, said like ask me like check me check me if you don't see my workout today check me if i haven't posted my food and i i said like my name's you know teddy mellencamp Ave, and I want to change my life today. Please follow along on this journey. And way before Housewives or anything, it started developing a following because people either want to see if you can succeed or they want to see you fail. You fail, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So in that, it started, I started changing my life and I started feeling better and I started trusting myself and I started building that confidence. And by doing so, people seeing my personal transformation, a business started because people started messaging me and going, I want to do this, but I don't want to do it on Instagram. Sure. Can, like, I don't want to put myself out there. There, Can you hold me accountable? So that you created a community. I created a community. And so then now every single, I have, you know, over 45 coaches. Every single one of them has gone through the program. They then coach others. And, you know, we've changed over 15,000 lives now. Like, I, I truly love what I do. And it's the one thing that, like, really holds me to my goals still. Because, you know, had I had this 2020 and I didn't have this, you know, my self-worth wasn't up i think i'd be in a really bad place right now that, that's great do you feel like uh too many people in relationships solely rely on their partners to hold themselves accountable therefore putting an unnecessary stress on their relationships i think so i think before you can be happy in a relationship you have to be happy with yourself yeah and so if you you know i used to edwin would come home from work and i'd be like hey babe um just this is what i did with the kids today and blah. you know like i was looking to him to validate me instead of validating myself throughout the day and once i shifted that i watched him be more loving i watched everything start to change because nobody wants to come home from a day at work and feel like their wife is like so needy and needing like that like validation or husband or husband yeah so i think that me realizing that and him also realizing the changes that i was making put us in a situation where we could start communicating instead of being like me putting up this hard shell and then being mad at him because he's not validating me and realizing oh my gosh teddy you have to do the work yourself and he had to do the work too to see what was happening as you change because you got to grow together and and so and then some of these goals that people want to be held accountable for it's just is, is is it physical emotional mental or all of the above what happens is and once you start taking care of yourself once you start eating healthy once you start exercising once you start your mental health gets better. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you leave that cheating husband or you ask for that raise at work or you get rid of that toxic friend or you start going to therapy. You start taking actionable steps to make yourself better where when you're in a stagnant situation and you're putting yourself down all the time, 
you don't want to take those steps. You just want to, you know, isolate yourself. So I see, I mean, that's the most incredible part. So like, yes, we are helping them on their health and fitness journey, but seeing their transformations all over the board when it comes to their life, like all of a sudden, even if you're a mom and you have three kids and you're telling your kids constantly, go outside and play, but you never play with them or you're never outside doing those things with them, what are your kids going to do? No, they're going to want to go play Fortnite. (laughs) So like, it's just taking, you know, practicing what you preach and I that's really what our you know business is all about and so I'm really grateful because you know it still holds me accountable to this day get ready for those holidays people you're going to stay indoors you're going to want to have a fresh clean smelling environment natural habits essential oils is there for you Uh, clean organic USDA organic certified essential oils whether you just want fresh smelling air whether you want help with headaches whether you want help with sleep anxiety and know that they're not toxic chemicals. There's no carcinogens that you would have, say, in candles that you burn or air fresheners that you spray. Also, they're great for roll-ons. I love the roll-ons. Uh, Chrissy does not travel without them. I don't travel without them. They're in my bag right now. You know what I did, though? What? I tried because I didn't know about the fabric softener stuff you talked about. Mm. I, I got the, the wool ball and put the, the on there. There you go. And put it in the, it's, so, it's so different. It smells so good. It smells so good. And you're not putting toxic chemicals in your clothes that are putting in your body and then soak into your skin, and which is the largest organ on your body. So anyways, nhoils.com, 30% off. Code Chrissy, K-R-I-S-S-Y. This code. Free shipping. Code Chrissy, nhoils.com. Check us out. We really appreciate it. We love you very much. Have any of the housewives done your program loosely but no i was like we you guys not be a good situation but like kyle is like that's a a great episode i want to see them all they all went to my retreat and that was enough drama they did but like kyle's one of my best friends and so she knows a lot about the program and she's referred a lot of her friends and some of them are even coaches so yeah i'd like to see denise go through it (laughs) no i'll send you that episode (laughs) not be not be the best one for us I love it when they like sh- they like show up to like these kind of things where it's like motivational or whatever, but they're like full glam. <laughs> I know, and it's like you're about to work out and sweat. Like you're why boxing. are you in like Gucci and full glam? Well, like so eyelashes falling off. Yeah. I know it's that was that was a whole doozy of a sitch. Do you, would they've brought people back? Have they not? Who of those contracts they haven't renewed? Yeah, they have. Um, yeah, but it, not um, often. I mean, they do when they like, do would you it. Ever? Ne- I don't know. I, you know, I hope that I'm in a situation that just continues to evolve and I'm in a place where like my next gig is even, even better. Okay. Yeah. Aren't you doing a cooking show? I no, I just went on Hallmark and Um, did. And like, I go back for guest spots and that kind of thing. So, I mean, usually when they bring somebody back, they want somebody to be super dramatic and super. It's not always a positive. Like when you come in, like kicking down the door. Yeah. Yeah. Secret you're coming in and you're and you're dehydrated. Yeah, <laughs> and like you're being like the secret. wheels have fallen off. Yeah, yeah. like so. I I mean, it, it's gonna be hard. It's I like mean, you tr- call up Andy. I've hit rock bottom. You want to record it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who do you want me to fight with? Yeah. I'm ready to yeah. go. Like so. That's but I mean the hard part will be is that like Kyle truthfully is one of my closest friends. I talk to her every day. So like that portion a cameo maybe. No, but then eh, we'll see. We'll okay. see. It's you know we'll have to see. I mean, I think if like you showed up for like 
Like you were naturally at one of Kyle's parties. That makes sense. But maybe I'll refuse to be on camera. Say, I love that. I love <laughs> that journey for you. <laughs> you can't. You can't mic me. I love that journey for you. Yeah, but ma- mainly, I mean, you get so close to the crew. Like that's who I really like. I love the girls, but also I really miss the producers and the crew. Like three years sure. of your life, you talk to them. Yeah, you totally. Know. I, I, I mean, I can re- relate to that. I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, miss, I miss the gang sometimes, you know, there's a, you share like so much, as you know, in those worlds, it is about kind of just emoting and being open and kind of like, hey, if you're thinking it, you say it, and then you connect with those people. And it's just, so that's kind of how it is. So then when you, you leave it, you, you miss yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's like, a, you just got to rip the bandaid off, I think. Uh, so you were born in Indiana? Bloomington, Indiana. Are you how, like how long? Or like, are you a, do you consider yourself a Midwest kid? Or Not really. Were you, like, were you born and then you moved? I was born there, and then in third grade, my parents got a divorce, and I moved to South Carolina. So okay. I consider myself, even though I was born in Indiana, I grew up in South Carolina. Okay. So I mean, I had a thick accent when I what first moved out What was it like here. to be the daughter of a legend? People never believe this, but I really didn't know the difference growing up. Okay. Like I was like, I knew he sung and I knew he'd go to concerts and stuff, but it wasn't really a big you feel deal. Like you're pretty normal. Yeah, because he doesn't live over the top. He's very t-shirt reserved. and jeans kind of guy. Yeah, you know, he's like sig in his mouth twenty four seven. Hey, what's up? You know, like that's kind of how he is. Um, it wasn't until I came out here that people were like what they treated you differently yeah well, that makes sense because i feel like in the midwest well yeah, i don't know it, well, and everybody was used to it you know i i went to the same school from third grade till my senior year so it's like everybody knew maybe that first volleyball game people were like "Ooh," and then it was you know but you, you you know you ended up normal i mean I, I, <laughs> ish ish but you know that, that maybe that's an unfair stereotype yeah. i have other close friends of 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 siblings with legendary parents and you know everyone has their challenges and there's a lot of families who have their own challenges and parents are you know normal but you also worked in the mail room at CAA and UTA in LA and I feel (laughs) like that's not something you would think of from someone who's a you know a child of a celebrity that's like the ultimate you know, pay your dues, classic story of LA and I think that's pretty great that like you. you were like you weren't like I'm do you know who I am? <laughs> you know, you're like, no, we're going to fucking I mean, I room. didn't have a choice. I mean, truthfully, I didn't have a choice. Like my, people always think like, oh, she's got this big fat trust fund. She's all these things. And like, it wasn't that. I mean, I moved out here when I was 17 years old. Um, and my parents were like, you can take your car. But other than that, you got to figure it out. I, I lived in a studio apartment with another girl from my acting class. And I worked in the mailroom. And I was a waitress at Mr. Chow. Like, I was doing all of the things. All the L.A. things. <laughs> Did your parents here. co-parent pretty well after they got divorced? Uh, mm, yeah. like whose who's, <laughs> who's permission did you have to get? Both or... My mom was always more of like a best friend type. Like, she was like, all of my friends loved my mom. She was super cool. I was scared of my dad. Okay. Like, I remember there was a time where, like, my dad also had a house in Hilton Head, so he'd come there often because it was one of those things. We were with him every other weekend, and then so maybe it was, like, a week on in the summer. I don't remember exactly. But I was with him, and I was like, I'm going to ride my bike to the barn. And I was like, I'll be home in, a, in two hours. I don't know concept of time. I'm, like, 10. And this is why I'm never late, by the way. And I see him pulling up, and he's in his, like, you know, old-school Mercedes with the top down, and he's got the SIG, and it's, like, fast pulling through. And I'm like my gosh, I'm going to get a spank. I am going to get spanked. And I remember getting home and I'm sitting there and these are different times back then. Sure. And there's, all, I mean, at this point he was like, had some celebrity pals there and we're all at this dinner and he's like, you were late and I'm canceling your birthday tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? You're ca-? And he's like, yeah, 
it's it's canceled. You're done. It's a little harsh, but I do like it. And since that day, I have never, I am like not late. I am on it. I am crazy about it. It is accountable. I I haven't had a blessing to be a parent yet, but I've always joked that my kids will know disappointment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's just like you got, it's hard to disappoint your kids. I feel like, but like I, one thing I've always been grateful for my parents. It's like, I I was often disappointed. I had a great (laughs) childhood, but it was, no, you have to. And I think that also financially, if you have to work for what you want, you care about it more. If it's all handed to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to appreciate it. Yeah, I mean that mail. I mean, my my favorite thing about you is the mail room. <laughs> How long did you work in the mail room? Do you have I, any like stories? I from, worked like, in the mail room for agents or, or well, I worked in the mail room for a year, and then I got promoted, and I worked for the head of lit. His name was Ken Stovitz, who I still to this day see him, and I get like you know that nervous eighteen year old feeling because back then there was like an assistant inside, and there was an assistant out. And I was the it was called the first assistant, so I was the first assistant, so I had to be on all the calls. And like Will Smith would call, and I'd be like Ken Stovitz's office, and Ken's like Teddy with the accent, can you reel it in a little? And I'd be like, hold up, y'all, one second, like Teddy. We need to work on the accent a little. Fit, thick <laughs> South Carolina. It accent. still comes out when I'm drinking, but other than that, it's I pretty much reeled it in. Drinking and tired. Kids. Drinking and tired, or when I'm around my friends from growing up. Okay. Then it, the twang comes back out. I love it. So you were like. So I worked for Will him. Will Smith. Yeah, he was Will Smith's agent, and then I got recruited to work at UTA. And so when you go, when you switch agencies like that, you get escorted out of the building, which was. <laughs> It's all kind of drama. Like I was like, I'm going to go work for Tracy Jacobs over at UTA. And within three minutes, they like packed up my stuff and they're like, goodbye. And I worked for her. And at that point, I mean, she's an amazing agent. She's like powerhouse, but like she is no nonsense. And uh, that's when I realized I I don't actually want to be an agent, but I learned so much from her that it was incredible. And then how long did you work for her? Almost two years. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's but it taught me so much about the industry and you know when I first started at CA in the mailroom I thought I wanted to be an actor and I was going to all these things like all these auditions and that's when I really like kind of lost myself a little bit because you get so much rejection and then I got I booked a pilot and they called me and they said hey if uh we're gonna book you but you have to lose at least 15 pounds if you want to do the show and then I never went on another audition again and that's when I started like really getting into it at CA and you said fuck you and and then i uh, you know then it, years and years of issues surrounding food because of that reason but it was you know something that really hurt me and i remember feeling like wow like wow that really scarred you it scarred me but then it you know it i'm lucky that i have that story that i have those memories so that i can you know i've been able to grow from it i, I was thinking about that not too long ago there's like certain random memories some good some bad of like why do I, why does this memory stick with me so much, you know, in terms of like, you know, just like this random specific memories of like things, people, interactions or you have, and some of them aren't necessarily, again, horrific or, or scars, but they, they really, they'll stick with you for a long time. And then some of the things that you completely like black out from your memory, like my sister will remember things and I'll be like, I, I have absolutely no recollection of that from our childhood. And she's like, I'm like, I think you just saw a picture. So I wonder why we do that. Some things that are just ingrained in us and some things we can't remember. I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. We'll probably need some therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Not solved today. <laughs> I'm not going to figure it out on these chairs. I'll, I'll ask my therapist. <laughs> um, 
so then after so so you 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 because of that you didn't want to be an actor what did you do next so i worked in the agency for you know a couple of years you stayed i stayed you know i worked for tracy jacobs i then they had me work for a covering agent and then they they start to promote you up the ranks and i was like you know what i don't actually want to do this and i went back to riding horses for a living and i did that for over 10 years what what is when you say living, what is that? <laughs> like, um, so growing up, I was like a nationally ranked equestrian, traveled around the United States. And then I, at 17, when I moved out here, I just stopped cold okay. turkey. Like mm-hmm. after Madison Square Garden, I was like, I'm done. I'm burnt out. It's like one of those things where you travel so much. And I was like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. And then weirdly, this is such an LA story, but a friend of mine was like, I want you to speak to this healer. And the heel after when I was working at the agency, she was like at a party that we all went to. And the healer was like, why don't you ride horses anymore? And I was like, oh, because I just got over it. And she's like, I think you'd be happier if you did. <laughs> so I went back to doing it and I did were, it. Were you, in fact, happier? I was for, for a, a big period of time because I remembered like, sure. you know, I, I love that com- competition. I love horses. I loved all of that. And then when I met my husband, you know, it's not super. And his con- mom. And his mom and, <laughs> you know, all those things. I, life shifted a little bit. My husband had a daughter already. And so I started shifting my my work where I was like, okay, I'll only work, you know, five days a week instead of traveling all the time. And then after we got married and I had a baby, I was like, okay, I can't be on the road with my baby. And that's what I was doing at first. I was like, right after I had Slate, I was like back on the road again, traveling, going to horse shows. And then I, I was just like not working. How'd you meet your husband? Drunk at a nightclub. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yep. I was I uh, every girl's stories. dream. Yeah. No. It should be. It Why not? Should be. Did you guys wow. hook up? First well, night? yeah. Uh, well, why do you want to let's go over this is like this is an inspirational story well, for all the people who feel shamed and judged <laughs> because they like hooked up with some guy yeah, and they feel like well, I can't date. marry him now because it's he won't like, respect me. And I'm like, well, just make sure he enjoyed having sex with you. <laughs> He'll definitely be back. And if he does it, that's fine. Not your guy. But that's really it, right. I, I mean, this, the backstory was I was recently divorced. I had married somebody when I was young out here. And I was like, you know what? We were best friends, but that was kind of the end of it. And it okay. was like, we realized. And I was like, neither of us were really willing to work on it. And I was like, okay. So I was recently divorced. It was the day after Christmas. And my girlfriends were like, let's go to eat at the Belmont. So we went to go eat. Had a million drinks. Belmont drink. over on? Yeah, uh, on La Cienega. And after a million drinks, we're like, should we see if we can still get into the clubs? Like, total losers. And as we were walking it, but like we are ridiculous. How old were you? 28. But like, totally fine. I was a hot mess. I was like, I don't I can't even talk about my level of hot mess walking into the club. But as I was walking what in, club? what was the club? Um, Coco DeVille was the name oh, of yeah, it. Okay. It was next to the Belmont. Now it's like something else that starts with a P or something. But uh, I was walking in, he was walking out and then he did a little turnaround, oh, followed me he back. He was like, yeah, it's just probably this girl looks a hot mess. Um, but yeah, that was night one. My alarm went off. He pegged you as vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah. she looks a little sloppy. <laughs> That's the one I want. Uh, she's with twins. They seem like they're on a mission. Um, and uh, yeah, that was it. The next morning I woke up. My what was his intro? I'm unclear. I, it's a little unclear. It's, Were you drunk by the time you showed up to the club? Yes. Okay. I woke up the next morning. You don't even really remember no. meeting him. Okay. Good for you. This is <laughs> killing it. So the next morning I wake up and my alarm goes off at 540 because I have to be at work by seven at the barn. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, this is a terrible situation. One, he has a ponytail. Two, 
You <laughs> married a guy with a ponytail? He doesn't have any more, but he did. Did he, did he? Did he? It wasn't a man bun. It wasn't no, like a Jared Leto. It, it was like is, a. He tricked what year me. was this? This was maybe 2008. But this, and he had a ponytail. But he had it tucked in a beanie, so he fooled me. <laughs> because I didn't know. You know but the beanie. So is this like an 80s ponytail where it's like the bad? It's, it's no, almost like. It's, tail. It, no, it was so bad. It was so bad. That would be the worst. So I wake up. So you didn't know. I didn't know about the ponytail until I woke up. And I'm like. And then he took it out and kind of did one of these. <laughs> I So I wake up and I'm in a panic state. Because one, I'm hungover. Two, I have to go to work. Three, there's this man next to me. And I'm like. This is a code red moment in all of the ways. And I look over, I see the ponytail, I see leather pants on the floor. I'm like, this is <laughs> he had a leather disaster. Pants? You married a guy with leather pants. Yeah, this and is a why ponytail? I'm saying this is a daddy issue. I this think. is a problem. <laughs> so I'm like, Edmund, Edmund, you have to go. And he's like, He was at your house. Yes, he was at my apartment. He goes, I have to tell you, my name is Edwin. <laughs> Not Edmund. I'm like, either way, you have to go. And I, he's like, how am I going to get home? You, We took a cab here. I'm like, this was before Uber, by the way. Yeah, but cabs work in the morning. I'm like, you got to get a cab. Like, it was just, I, I really thought this so was. So at what point was he like, great, but can I see you again? Well, so I, I, we. I ended up driving him to a Starbucks, like nearby, because I lived like for. So he drives. Why, did you, why Starbucks? Because he wanted coffee. He's like, who gets up this early day after rage? It's a Sunday morning at 6 a.m. and you have to be at work? Like, this is craziness. And I drove him to a Starbucks, dropped him off, and he's like, um, we exchanged numbers or something. And then later on that day. Did you think he was going, when you exchanged numbers, what was this like? Okay, yeah, sure. Here's my number. Did you think you guys would hang out again? No, and I had or and I had to pick up my coworker, and she and I were just making fun of him the whole time in the car. Like we're like, "What's with the ponytail, dude?" To his face. <laughs> to his face. Oh, well, that's better. I'm like, it's always better than but behind this your is back. this is when I started to have a crush on him because he could laugh at himself. That's what I'm saying. Because I'm like, this is a disaster. This ponytail, and honestly, why is your V-neck so low? And I, why do you have leather pants? Why is there leather? Why? I've, I've been guilty of the low V-necks. Before. Uh, it's so low. Like I could see his like one lonely. How like, was he? Uh, thirty-two maybe. Okay. I mean, it, but then it's just, it just kept going, and it started out as just a hookup for a while. Like it, it was like. So you just hook up buddies. Yeah. yeah. And when then did the ponytail go away. That's what I want. Oh, know. so then once we got started getting serious, like, and it was but like, like, so you never really had like, so the next time you hung up, was it like, we're going clubbing again? Do you want to meet us here? Kind the of thing? next time we went out was because the coworker that I had in the car met his best friend. friend. Was, okay. And yeah. so then it was who my she, friend wants to have sex with your friend. Yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to like chaperone? Yeah. Together? I mean, I, then I think around like the fourth hookup, he took me on our first date. And then when I started really liking him was a night where he was like, okay, let's go to like, T- picked me up took me to a steak restaurant like i was like okay he's whining and dining me and then after he's like do you want a karaoke i thought he meant like go to a karaoke place i'm like yeah he takes me back to his house where he had a full karaoke setup like a stripper pole like all of the thing like this was all of the red flags <laughs> He changed into a like a costumey type thing. I'm like, this is if this, he's a, if wow. he is a good singer, I'm dead. If he because I'm going to be so embarrassed for him. But he was because the like world. if he was a good singer, you he know he's taking, taking it seriously. He's taking it seriously, and I would have been so gross. So I'm like, this is do or die right now. And he went on, and he was the world's worst singer. And I was like, okay, I'm falling in love with this guy. 
Stripper wow. pole and all. Stri- <laughs> Such the- a fine line between someone who's so self-aware and and can make fun of themselves, yeah. but leans into it so much <laughs> that you're not sure if it's... It, Which way it's going to wow, flip. Yeah. Really? But the ponytail went away when we started getting actually like serious. You were just like, we were this official. Is like if you want to date me and meet my family and people I respect, this has to go. Like if you want to be seeing me in daylight hours. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, he got, we got invited to a wedding. I got invited to a wedding back in South Carolina and I just said, listen, Ed, Oh, South Carolina. Yeah. Like this is not going to fly in the South, bro. <laughs> like I had to, I had to give him a couple heads up. I'm like, listen, like you're welcome to come with me to the wedding, but your ponytail isn't. So you can make the choice Good for, for yourself. You. And yeah. He was like, "All right, I'll, I'll cut it." And I was like, "It was that easy." I've been dealing with this whole regime. Well, for he months. but he thought the leather pants, ponytail, and the V neck were why he was getting laid. I was like, "This is why you're and not you getting were like, laid." In reality, <laughs> you were just good at finding drunk chicks who couldn't see who your did, ponytail, who didn't realize you had a beanie on and were hiding said ponytail until it's too late. Yeah. Uh, does he still wear V necks? Not as low. Not as low. Not as low. He's. Is there a difference in the lowness of a Venus? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Have you I, never seen the SNL skit with Ben Stiller, the Dublave? No. <laughs> oh no. There. It's uh the Dublave. I just remembered. Sorry, <laughs> spit on myself. But uh, no, there's like an American Apparel low V that everybody yeah. like all the douchey dudes it's used aggressive. to wear. It's like aggressive. Dancing with the Stars low V. Yeah. Well, they're the the boy band manager on this season. Of oh the yes. He. I mean, he he manufactures his low V by just wearing the button. Up and only buttons two buttons. <laughs> and he wears like the untuck it shirt no, because he has the no, chest tattoo. Uh, he's like, I, didn't, I didn't get this tattoo to not show my chest. I, I went on the like bachelorette to showcase it. this lion. Yeah. Is it a lion? I don't know. I'm assuming oh, it's a lion. Or it's his like um, sign, his uh, astrological sign. Yeah, no, I get it. I know that I'm only going to button two buttons guy. Yeah. But in fairness to the boy band manager, it sounds like you married someone who could have been on the bachelorette as a boy band Manager. Oh, when also when I first met him, he simulated to play an instrument in a band. That was his job. He's also just like a really Wait, successful businessman. Oh, now. yeah. So he was always a super successful <laughs> he, businessman. Like, where did this? But wait, he was like an air guitarist? I'm so oh, he simulated playing. You've got to, you've got to look up the video. Your it, husband's a fucking dork. I love uh, it. He's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, it's a whole thing. But he's always, uh, he came from really humble beginnings. He's from Colombia. Okay. And I, mean, I really like this guy. Uh, he's so you great. You don't really know if he's a total douchebag or just a really funny oh he is self-deprecating he's a character. Human. he yeah. is such a character he's so funny i mean he has super humble beginnings he's st- he started like supporting his whole family at 14 years old he runs a huge company and like i'm so proud of him but he's like always has so much fun too and like i i i couldn't do that i think you have a crush on him yeah i appreciate <laughs> I the crushed. fact that he could go so hard to the paint with this i mean the the, the ponytail he had, he was serious about. It. But the pole at the house, the karaoke, the costume, the Lamborghini, all of the things. What, he owned a Lamborghini. Oh, he still does. Unfortunately, okay, oh well, that's, what's the color? What's the that's, color? That's just white. If it was red, I would be out. If it, it was yellow, red, oh, because it's too. white makes it better. <laughs> makes it better. Yeah. It's still embarrassing, but you know what? I called. A, uh, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm already there. I called the penis extender. I'm yeah. like, do we have to drive the penis extender? <laughs> 
I can't. I can't. But he has a car thing, and they're all white. If he's it's a like, car guy, then and it, you know, for yeah. me, I I try to find the endearing qualities because, like, for him, he's always wanted to work hard enough to be able to buy the things yeah. that he likes. So it's like, okay, I get it. At least it's not. If yellow you're a or car guy, you're green. a car guy. But like, it's always like the guys who get in, like, who own the Ferrari, Lamborghini, and they can't drive it. Oh. You know, they don't really know how to. You know, how do, to do maintenance it, yeah. and they don't work on their cars or I'm not like I'm not a car guy I give a shit about cars yeah. like you know like I, I barely drive but I you know he, and the thing is he never even drives these cars I'm like you just like to look at them I think that's fine but it's he works really hard for it so it's, it's like guy, you know what he's a car guy house guy he's an aesthetic how guy. did he propose Oh gosh now we're really getting Drunk into the story club. no so the <laughs> night before he was but the night before it ends up happening, uh, he comes home and he's got like tears in his eyes. And I kind of thought it was happening because it was going to be our two. I think it was our two year, either our two year. Yeah. Two year anniversary. And the next day or two days later, and he came home and he's all emotional. And he's like, hey, I just I wanted to kind of give you a heads up about something like I really when I first met him, he told me I don't believe in marriage. That's who I am and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whatever. OK. And then as we started getting more serious, he's like, I want to have more kids. And I'm like, well, I don't have kids without being married. So that's just. It is what it is. Let's just keep having fun and you do you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when this comes to an end, it comes to an end. And uh, then he uh, comes home one night and I I think he's changed his mind about marriage just because we're in love and having a blast. And he says, uh, I just want you to know that I, I went to go buy your ring today and I couldn't do it. And oh. I, I just want you to know that I love you and you've been such an amazing, like, uh, you know, figure to my to my daughter, and I can't imagine losing you. But I'm deathly afraid of marriage, and I I just can't do it. And I'm sorry. And I said, okay, um, well, it's the day before Christmas. We're all your family's coming over, and um, I, 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 okay. And I said, but please do not come into the living room right now because I'm going to drink a bottle of wine. I'm going to call my friends, and I'm going to cry. But tomorrow <laughs> I'm going to be there, and we're going to get through the holidays, and then we'll see what we got to do. So the next day I just disappear. You know, we already live together. Like we're in deep, you know, like I'm like, shit, I got to figure this out, but I'm going to get through the holidays. So I just make myself busy the whole day. Then I get to the house and um, his whole family's there and he's being all loving. And I'm like, what? Stop. Like, let's just let's do what we got to do. And my heart was like broken. And he said, you know, we're opening gifts and I start to open a gift and it's like a Gucci jacket or whatever. And I'm like, oh, great. I would pretend I care. I'm like, oh, awesome. And uh, then he's like, can you check the pocket? And I checked the pocket. Where he pranked you? He didn't prank me. He had, but then he proposed and then. But he meant it when he said. He, he- meant, and then he told me, he goes, your reaction. Okay. When yeah. I told you I couldn't get married. I knew how much you loved me, how much you loved Isabella, and how much you were a person I couldn't live without. I, I like that. Well, you handled Aww. it with, uh, you didn't throw a temper tantrum. He's like, mm. I knew that you were like a stable, loving, amazing person that like I couldn't be without. Like okay. the fact like that, that you would put my daughter and my family as a priority when your heart was just broken, like I, I knew I was being stupid. It makes a lot of sense. Like you, uh, all the times when we talk about relationships, you know, when people are, you know, how, how they handle the difficult stuff. It's always, it's a scary proposition to think about marriage or a lifetime when, you know, when everything's perfect and you just know it's going to go to shit at some point and you just don't know how you two are going to handle it. And not that it's going to shit, but like, this is like a real 
dilemma and a challenge you guys faced and he must you gave him a world of confidence and whatever you did or how you handled it clearly like you know scratched at a wall that he had a wall up or his fear of marriage he had been married before he, no he, he hadn't had, been married he hadn't been married before but, but he, he had a kid he had you know, yeah this person and but he had never really seen a successful marriage sure. you know like his parents were together and like i think he's the breadwinner for his entire family i think he just was worried about that next yeah. step and what it was going to mean and you know i think it was me re him realizing i don't need anything from you other than love hmm. like and support and friendship and like once we are were able to like really have those conversations then like we were able to really grow as a couple like instead of kind of it's pretty great oh he's yeah. kind of awesome so just you know if you're trying to get your guy to to marry you just uh be cool surprise him <laughs> be cool surprise it's a balance sleep with him on the first date make fun of the way he looks and don't then just don't, don't pressure argue. him yeah. harder <laughs> Yeah, you. I, I think, you know. Believe me, I wanted. And it to may not work, but it may not work. But I wanted to flip out. But I, you know, I was like, I, I just, I was in love. I loved Isabella well, so much. I yeah. couldn't, couldn't do it. That's pretty great. Uh, before we let you go, are you up for playing a, a fun little game called "Do You Know Me"? Sure. Great. <laughs> and I've never played this game. It's a blast. You're going to love it. For those of you listening, you can find it on Amazon or Target. Or <laughs> Uh, it's called Do You Know Me? It's real simple. Okay. I will ask you some questions. Does Teddy blank? Does Teddy blank, blank, blank? Don't answer right away. Chrissy and I are going to guess the answer. Okay. To see who knows Teddy better. All right. The pressure's <laughs> on. The pressure's on. Um, feel free to just simply yes or no to the questions. If you have an anecdotal story to help elaborate the answer, you are welcome to share it, but there is no pressure to do so. Feels like pressure. Nicholas. It would <laughs> add to the show. Yeah. But you do you. But you do you. Yeah. Do you know me with Teddy Mellencamp? Question number one. Chrissy, pick these out just so you know. I don't know if anything is offensive. <laughs> Did Teddy have music on the last... Oh, okay. Did Teddy have music on the last time she had sex? I'm no. Gonna, I'm going to say yes. No, she's... Her husband's Latin. Yeah, fine, but they're like married and and they have kids and even when you aren't married or don't have kids. She also says they play music every morning when they wake up. So it seems like okay, great. Well, music that, thing. Um I'm going to still say no. It's uh also there's like sometimes if you have spontaneity in the in the sex. True. You don't have time to like there hold on, kids. let me put on the music. I love how we debate this. You know, there's you get, kids running around. Maybe it's like, "Oh my god, we have a second in a closet." Yeah, I don't definitely, know. Definitely. I'm still going to go with yes. I'm going to say no. Yes. Always yes, because... You always have music on? Yes, because you have kids. They can hear you. Oh. You what happens if, if music's so loud you can't hear them coming that, in? Well, no, we put the chair in front of the door. Or we have closet time. <laughs> I love it. Closet time has to What's, happen. Uh, what was the music that was playing? Is uh, it like anything that's loud? It's, well, it, no, it's just anything that comes up on the phone quickly when we decide. That. It's like, oh, we got to deal with it. And then we make jokes about how many songs playlist? it lasts. <laughs> Yeah. Is it super gross that in high school that uh, my friend would make a mixtape for like dances for prom? 
and he would call it his Insta Moist tape. <laughs> moist is <laughs> my least favorite word. word. That is a disgusting word. Horrible word. And by my friend, do you mean yourself? No, it was not me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, by my friend, I it was mean. A dear, it was yeah. one of my still dear friends. We were in high school. No. And that when you would make, name was Nicholas? No, it was not. It was definitely not me. But he was like, I got the Insta Moist tape no! right here. No, no, It was a sir. CD, but. Oh, know. my God. That guy had a T-top. Do you remember your high school so- like sweetheart song? Yeah. Mine was Casey and JoJo. Oh, Casey and JoJo. All my life. All my life. <laughs> wait for some okay. Yeah. Very hey, when was the last time you had sex to Casey and JoJo? You know, it would be weird because that was my high school song. Oh, my God. Know? Could you imagine if someone she was dating flipped on like her dad's music to bang her <laughs> Your dad has some good <laughs> sex good songs. Good sex songs. I have not, that would be the worst. I think, unfortunately, I have had on 80s music before and he has come on. For, <laughs> and it's like, change now. He came on so you could come. Oh, on. no. Oh, no. no. Sorry. That was too, too much. Easy. Has Teddy ever given a stranger a fake phone number? Yes. Yes, I say yes too. Yes, always. <laughs> Has Teddy ever vandalized property? Hmm. hmm. Rebel. Technically, yeah, she has. You know, That's probably it. minor, nothing really like egregious. Like a toilet papering, maybe. But if she really thinks hard, she, you know, she fucked up some shit, and yeah. then she was like, "Why did I do that?" I'm gonna say yes too, like a toilet papering or something. Ugh. So here's the story. Yes, <laughs> because in high school there was one game where like all of our boyfriends went to their game and cheerleaders didn't go this game, you know, whatever, some obnoxious thing. So we decided we were gonna decorate our boyfriend's car cars but what we didn't know was that if you put ketchup and decorate people's car, it takes the paint off. Ketchup takes the paint off cars? Well, so it was accidental. It was like, accidental. Like we were like, "Love you," is blah that, blah. Is that vandalism? Eh, I mean, we got taken into Sea Pine Security. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got also, not the cops, but the local security guard came and was like, "This is considered, you know, this uh, maybe it was mustard, mustard ketchup, whatever one know. we used." But like, also, should I not be eating that because it's going to like? <laughs> I know it messed up some of the cars. We were always known as the girls who decorated the cars, and it messed up the paint. But we were trying to be nice. Like one of the guys' names was Ryan. We did like Ryan O two one zero. I mean, it was who knows? A hot mess. Express. <laughs> Question number four: Does Teddy know what five p.m. is in military time? I mean, I think she could probably figure it out. But if yeah. I gave her four seconds, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. Absolutely not. Okay. Of course, I don't. Couldn't figure it out. With I 10 also minutes. think for the people, if if you have if you've served in the military, total obviously pass. If you've never served in the military and you have military time on your phone, you're an asshole. You're just <laughs> trying to brag. You're yeah. trying to show it's off. An unnecessary like you're smart- flex. No, I can't even do my, I can't even figure out my daughter's second grade math at all. Can't. If your father was in the military, fine. Like if you have a military connection, If you have totally a military fine. background, it's fine for you to have it on your phone. If, if your not. favorite movie is The Hunt for Red October <laughs> and that's why you have it, you're an asshole. Some people who are like workout people like do the military type no! thing. I don't no. know. No. Asshole. Asshole. No. CrossFit asshole. Unnecessary. Has Teddy ever had sex? At their parents' house. Sure. Yeah. Growing up. Who growing didn't have, up or even now, like you visit house. your parents and, you know, sure. Uh, growing up. I, I, I've i never had. 
I growing up I didn't. I never had. Really? Yeah, growing up I didn't have sex Where in my parents' house. Why did you people have sex in high school then? Just like. I mean, maybe I didn't. Uh, <clears throat> oh, that's true. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, neither. <laughs> I mean, I did. But I either way, no. Um I didn't have sex with anybody at my parents' house um until after I was married because my dad wouldn't ever let my wouldn't let Edwin stay in the room with me until we were married. So your high school boyfriend didn't like rollerblade over from across town to like make out and have sex after school? That's so weird. No, it was like. Me neither. No, it, it didn't really happen. We would be like making out in cars oh. or like fields. Mm-hmm. Same. Oh, yeah. I lost my Virginia on a hill. Really? <laughs> yeah. was mine was great. like in a house, in his parents' house, actually. No, yeah, mine was his. With my favorite song from Stone Temple Pilots playing. <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots. Wow. <laughs> so you were like. It did you nice... have a pager? I did. What we... color? Mine was eggplant. Mine was uh, mine was turquoise. Oh, I was always jealous of the turquoise. <laughs> I did not have a pager. You're too young. And you send like How the upside down letter numbers. Mm, I'm fine. Oh, he's done. <laughs> he's fine. Does he's fine. Teddy? Last question. Yeah. By the way, does Teddy know three of their friends' birthdays by heart? Yeah. Yeah. I really only know like. Mm, yeah, I probably know three. Brooke Becerico, February eighteenth. <laughs> uh, my no, it's my sister. The other one. She can be a friend. Okay, Justice, July fourteenth, and my husband, April nineteenth. That's all I got. You know Kyle's not, birthday? Not great. It's January, but I don't know the actual <laughs> birthday. It's in my phone. It's like asking people if you know phone numbers. That's no, different. no, it's different. changed now. And it's changed. and I think we're close to the same age, but we're generally like we're of the generation we should. We memorize you. You you are old enough to know that you used to know all your friends' yeah. phone numbers in high school by heart. Like, oh, I still know yeah. some of my friends' oh, phone I numbers too. by heart from high school, and I for like I couldn't tell you the first digit of any of my friends' <laughs> yeah. numbers now. No, yeah. I still remember a lot of my friends' phone numbers. I remember their addresses. Yeah, useless information, but I I mean I can't barely tell you. Uh, Teddy, it's been a absolute pleasure. Thank you. So Thank much you for, for coming. Me. Where can people find you? Where can they uh, sign up? to uh, be held accountable? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Teddy Mellencamp or you can go to my website at allinbyteddy.com. Well, uh, that's great. And uh, for those of you listening, thanks so much for doing so. Send your questions at asknick at castmedia.com. Cast with a K for our Mondays Ask Nicks. And is there anything else, Chrissy? No, people's choice is done. I think we've yeah. Yeah, stopped bugging people about voting. <laughs> now they, we can start bugging them about praying. <laughs> That we won. Hey, well, you know what? If if you if we're looking for something to do and there's nothing to vote for, give us five stars. Yeah, give us five stars. Uh, other than that, we'll see you later. <laughs>